Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Hasek. I played goalie because of Dominic Hasek. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to episode 63 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Big night for Buffalo Sabres fans. Um, we win the draft lottery, the worst thing you could possibly win because it means you were the worst team in the league last year, or one of the worst. Uh, Definitely. Something, something we're pretty used to here in Buffalo. Um, I am joined by producer Steve from Two Goalies, One Mike, Pat's. Uh, from the ho- the boys from the hockey dummies, and of course Sean from Point Shot in Vancouver. Uh, we have a really dynamic uh, podcast here, a lot, really diverse, uh, all different areas of North America. Guys, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was so excited for you, buddy. Like when the, the first thing that came to mind as soon as the Sabers, I think Pat's texted me. He's like, "Oh man." Fucking Dwayne must got must be just jerking off right now. It was pretty so, you know, We just started thinking about you immediately, buddy. So so hats off, congrats to you guys. I mean, I don't know if like I I, mean, I I don't know the fact that you're thinking about me in that manner. I don't know whether it'd be flattered or just definitely very, very weird. Definitely out, be flattered. Pats is always flattered. thinking about you like that. I just thought about you like that tonight. I mean, I appreciate it. I guess. I mean, oh wait, is I it, see it, the sixty nine in the background. Is this family friendly or what is this? I mean, no. I mean, you can go off the cuff here. Like, like, be 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 responsible. Don't be irresponsible. But you know, you know. Hey, hey, if if you if you've listened to our podcast, this is what you're getting from us. Because as soon as you said sixty three, episode sixty three, I was thinking sixty (laughs) three. You know, and it's 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 four. Right, it's fun, man. Like you know, we have three miserable, miserable fan bases here, and uh, you know, I guess we're trying to celebrate something that gr- good that ha- kind of not kind. It, it was good. It's a good thing that happened with us tonight. But of course, we win the lottery when there isn't a consensus first overall pick. Right? It's Owen Power. Is it Berniers? Is it Clark? Who is it? Uh, you know, Johnson. The the the, the one good thing is. We, uh, we have a friend of the program, Steve Shields, one of the coaches of uh, Michigan, uh, uh, the Wolverines. He's uh, the goalie coach and, you know, you know, 
really uh, doing a, a lot of great work with uh, Sabres prospect Eric Fortillo over at Michigan. And I, uh, I shot him a text. And I'm like, so it looks like we're drafting a Wolverine. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I, I, uh, I'm excited. I'm indifferent. Um, you know, it's I really don't know exactly how to feel right now because there's so many question marks. You have Jack Eichel with the injury issues. Does he want to stay? Does he want to leave? Sam Reinhardt's comment, Vancouver native, does he want to stay? Does he want to leave? Doesn't want to be around for the rebuild. Rasmus Ristolainen doesn't want to be around for the rebuild, but who gives a shit about Rasmus Ristolainen at this point, honestly? <laughs> I hate saying it, that he's a hardworking defenseman. You're not going to find a harder worker on the team, honestly, than Rasmus Ristolainen. It would just be nice if, you know, the hard work translated into high hockey IQ, which is, you know, no, it hasn't been around. So I'll it, we'll go it, around the is table. Is that the knock? Is that the knock on him to win? Because – I like we we, we kind of talk a little bit about the fantasy perspective in our podcast as well. And I I've had Rissalane. He came into the uh, from a fantasy standpoint. I love the guy. He's one of my best defenders every year. Um, but then in terms of and w- when I watch the Leafs, because uh, Pat's and I were obviously a TML in, in uh, Toronto St. Pat's, we're both Leaf fans. Um, so I only watch him whenever uh, they're playing the Leafs. And I'm a big fan of his. Like I've always said, like I wish he was on the Leafs. Like, what is it about him that, that you don't really care if he came back? It's his IQ? Yeah. Rissalainen, it's, yeah, it's just, at this point in your career, you can no longer, even though he's still young, it's like, what you see is what you get. And his right. play really started, you know, collapse after the injury to Jake McCabe. Um, you know, because it was started, he did start off to have a very good season. But I think, you know, the having Jake McCabe on the other side, uh, on the other side of the blue line with him really helped his game a lot. And then when McCabe got hurt and was out for the year, you really started to see this uh, you know, same old wrist line and, you know, making boneheaded plays, not, you know, we, as a coach, with this, he was, a, he was a saying kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And, you know, that should be applied to the game of rest wrist line. Cause he would never keep it simple, but you can never deny the fact that he works hard and he cares. He cares a lot. And I just wish that would just translate into you know, making smarter decisions on the ice. Right. What about um, Jacob um, Bryson? He was a guy actually in fantasy that I just picked up off the wire. Like I was kind of scouring young kids, getting lots of minutes, playing D. And and fantasy-wise, he was okay. But, you know, it's hard to say that if he had a good season or not when the Sabres as a collective had a, haven't had an awful year. Like I'm looking at their their defense core right now. You got, you got Ristolainen, you got Colin Miller, and you got uh, Bryson signed into next year. Um, you got Darlene and Yaki Haru as RFAs, and you got uh, uh, Borgen as a, as a RFA as well. Like, how do you how do you guys see the like the top six rounding up in uh, in in Buffalo? And is does Owen Powers fit into that? If Buffalo does take Owen Powers, uh, by the way, Steve, your 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 mic is muted, buddy. We can't hear oh. you. There you go. There you go. Um, well, but uh, it, it, it does depend on what they decide to do with the first overall pick. Personally, for me, Jacob Bryson is a guy that I don't see being on this team next year unless, it's, you know, like, again, this past season injury. I would rather see him as, as good as he was in certain moments for us. I'd like to see him spend another year in Rochester. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I just I think we have a, some decent young defensemen, but I just don't want to bring them into this environment if you guys understand what I'm saying, like yeah. this culture that we've had yeah. last year, even though under Don Granado, that culture seemed to vastly improve. I, uh, I definitely don't want to see him 
uh, being exposed to anything negative or any defenseman for that matter. You know, I, I personally, uh, Will Borgen is a guy you'll see in this lineup for sure. Uh, obviously, Darlene, um a lot of question marks surrounding Ristolainen. Uh, Yoki Harju was oh, has always been solid for us. So we'll see. Um, I, I can't wait. Uh, here, we, here we go. Here's a hot take. Why is <laughs> I love to see it. You love to see it. He's got the V-neck. We have, to, we have to have one piece of eye candy on the show. Otherwise, yeah. it's, just... it's not me. That's for sure. Yeah. Bunch of white teeth, yeah. facial hair, <laughs> talking Pats, hockey. Pats is over. Hold on. Pats is over here. Uh, just, you know, got the He's leg off and everything. Yeah, that's a full baby. He's showing some light. You got all your triple bogey gear on. Yeah, it's you love to see it. But uh, you know, Sean, we'll kick it over to you. Your Vancouver Canucks were uh involved in the uh you know draft lottery. You know, how do you feel about where you guys ended up? We didn't fall backwards. That's like Canuck tradition is we always lose ground in the draft lottery. So uh, we stayed exactly where uh, we were. I'm, I'm happy. I actually, like, I don't know. Anytime you win the lottery, it's a good thing, even in a year like this. But out of all of the years, I didn't particularly want to win this one. Um, so I'm I'm really happy with nine. Like, I, I feel good there. I My big thing is, like, we have Quinn Hughes. I don't particularly want Luke Hughes. Uh, and I feel like we would have been kind of forced to emit that pick if we were high enough to take him. Uh, now we're behind now New Jersey. The New can. Jerseys are going to take him, and I, and we're good. Yeah. So It'll be I just want Brant Clark, which isn't going to happen now. So that, Brant that Clark uh, out of Slovakia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he looks like a solid defenseman too. Um, well, and he's a right hand D, exactly yeah. what the Canucks need. Um, I don't know. That that, well, that part's a last loss. year the uh, the ninth pick last year was Marco Rossi. So the ninth pick can always be a really good pick if people I, before you make some unexpected choices. I couldn't well, believe Marco Rossi fell fell to nine. Be hundred percent honest with you. That was wild to nah, me. Me neither. I couldn't I, believe that. Canucks also picked Captain Bo Horvat. I'm at still nine. just a tiny bit oh. salty about that decision to choose Jack Quinn. <laughs> I like Jack Quinn. I liked what I saw when he played in Rochester. Like he's not he's definitely gonna need a few more years to get like NHL caliber, but like he wasn't playing like shit. Like I actually paid for AHL TV. Like I watched several Americans games. The kid's yeah. doing what he's doing. He's just it's taking a while to get his game up to that full caliber. But like Marco Rossi comparatively was he's a sure thing. Brandon, yeah. he's been like his health has been like awful this year. Yeah, right? he got hit hard by COVID. Yeah, he got hit hard by COVID like like nobody else did. So, like, I I really hope the dude's okay. But, like, before that, like... I'm not going to lie. Like, with that Jack Quinn pick, I like Jack Quinn a lot. But I did laugh. Like, because it was just such a Buffalo Sabres pick. I didn't laugh. I got to be honest (laughs) with you. It was like, Marco Rossi is right there. The consensus pick as the next best player. That's what I'm saying. I I, 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 agree, I full heartedly agree with you boys. Like I remember seeing that draft. I watched Quinn in the World Junior. I watched every single uh, game of Team Canada. He was not a factor at all. No, he um, he, he didn't he didn't really slide in good with anybody. I actually had a, a funny draft uh, story too for the Sabers when uh, in the 2016 draft when Buffalo hosted. I was there and I was sitting uh, sitting in the stands and there's a couple Sabers fans behind me and they were coming up to pick and they said. Who would you take here? And I said, I would take Sergachev. I said, 
He would be. He would fit in. Oh perfectly. my God! Don't even get me started on the uh, <laughs> yeah. the Nylander draft. It was a yeah, Nylander and draft. they took Nylander. Oh. And I, they they looked at me and they said, "How about this guy?" I was like, "No, you guys we, made the wrong choice." Yeah. We needed no, a defense. So we needed a defenseman so badly, and I was actually that draft was in Buffalo, and I was with my cousin Tommy, and like you thought for sure they were going defense. No way, they're not going defense, right? There's just no way they're not going to draft a defenseman here. And they went and said Nylander, and I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me, man!" Yeah. Like, oh, it could have been worse. There on the board, I mean, and, and they needed D. It we did trade Nylander. We went D for Yoki Haru. Yeah, but you could have. So, in, so at the end of the day, we did get D out of that pick. Yeah, it just took it, a while. Yeah, yeah, a lot of just D. in the A as well. Getting getting there. That was yeah. the Yolebi draft. <laughs> Just so you guys know, so it could be worse. We we picked fifth overall and ended up with Ole Olevi. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Matt Kachuk went the next Who? pick. I know. And exactly. then Sergachev later, Charlie McAvoy. Like we all kind of knew that they were going to go D, but like Sergachev was my pick even at five. Like yeah, uh, right. So right now, Sportsnet uh, their rankings as of May twelfth. This is what they got: Owen Power. You know, it seems to be a consensus first overall pick. Uh, then Matthew Beneers, also out of University of Michigan, plays a complete game and combines an excellent work ethic with fierce competitiveness. And then three, as you mentioned before, Sean, Brant Clark from the Bear, uh, out of the OHL, the Barry Colts, sees the game two steps ahead. It's is terrific on the power play, but takes calculated risks to be a part of the offense at even strength too. Uh, I like I like hearing that a lot, and, and from a defenseman, you know, the high hockey, the high hockey. The high hockey IQ, uh, you know, something we haven't seen a ton of here in Buffalo. Um, Simon Edvinson uh, from Frölunda out of Sweden. Aside from the obvious nationality collection, he won't escape the Victor Hedman comparisons. And those are legit based where Hedman was at this time in 2009. And then just a few more. Dylan Gunther, uh, right wing out of the Edmonton Oil Kings, WHL. And another, again, another University of Michigan product, Kent Johnson Center. Maybe the best in class when it comes to creativity and elusiveness with the puck on his stick. Uh, mentioned before, Luke Hughes ranked eighth U.S. National Development Program. Uh, they've been provide. They've been the, the the NTDP has been given a, given the NHL a lot of quality hockey players over the last five six years too. Uh, skating and puck skills show top pairing potential. Size uh, at six foot two hundred seventy pounds is an asset with his evolving defensive side. That's another thing too is you, you just cannot teach size, and that's when you talk about a kid like Owen Power, where so many people are against him. He, I, the things I've heard on him is he's, he's an immaculate skater, but he's also uh, he has a very big frame for his age. And if you let him develop and you allow him, to, you don't rush him and put a ton of pressure on him at an early age. You could really develop into a nice defenseman, but that's Buffalo's mo. They don't like to, you know, let guys develop. Um, outside of Dylan Cousins, which is was surprising. I'm surprised he didn't get rushed into the lineup. Um, you know, that's not really Buffalo's mo. Right. My uh, my diamond in the rough in this draft, and not that he's really a diamond in the rough because he's he's still ex- expected to be a first round pick. Is uh, Mason McTavish? I think whoever goes out and takes Mason McTavish is going to get themselves an NHL player for the next 15 years. I, I, I see him slotting in as being a really good number two centerman. Uh, watching him play for the uh, U18s uh, with Canada this year, uh, you guys were talking about Brent Clark earlier. He was dynamite. Um, even just love Brent Clark's interviews. Like If you listen to him speak, um, just a really, really 
you know, uh, well-spoken young man. Like, I just, I was kind of impressed with him. It was almost like he was, um, you know, these guys coming up these days are like over, over coached, but he was just like, it sounded like he was like, uh, like a, like a 27 year old veteran talking to these guys at the U18s. But Mason McTavish, hard nose center, shut down, still score. Um, will will run you into the boards, win faceoffs. Uh, just one of those guys that you win with. So I, I think, you know, he's not, he's might not go in the top 10. Uh, he could. Uh, but I think whoever ends up getting this kid in the first round is gonna gonna have a real player. So watch out for him. And we're uh, fighting yeah. off my demons, uh, fighting off your demons, miss checking out the show here late. But I think we should trade the pick for some solid depth. You know, there's the, there. I think a lot of what they decide to do at one really again depends on what happens with Jack and Sam because if you do convince either of those guys to stick around, especially maybe it's a little bit easier winning the draft lottery. Um, I, I, I've been saying it since the end of the season, you know, even, even before this season, the one thing this team has lacked for a long, long time, even before the Ryan O'Reilly ordeal, this is something they've lacked since Briere and Jury split town at free agency. Um, one of the darkest days in Buffalo Sabres history is mm-hmm. they haven't had depth down the middle. They have never had a legitimate one through three center group. They just haven't. And now you could have that with Jack, Sam, and Cousins. Even Middlestat performed very well at center after Granado took over. He performed very well. You know, he started to live up to that eighth overall pick a little bit and showed he could be a top top six contributor. And, of course, when you finally get that, you finally have that in front of you. And I was very optimistic. Of course, Jack Eichel, this injury stuff. You know, where, wherever that may be, when he when he says it in terms of where he's playing next year, and Sam Reinhardt's just like, yeah, I'm tired of losing. I just, you know, <laughs> of course, why we're, not? Why not? Like, we're tired not? of watching them lose. I, no. I, I get it. I'm oh. tired of this too. I'm I, like, I just want to be above the bottom twenty. Is that too much to fucking ask? <laughs> like, I want to like fight for the playoff spot and lose it rather than just like no by. F- like January that, that like there's no hope that well, like it's mathematically impossible. What's your like, percentage? What's your percentage on Eichel coming back? Like from the, from well, the interviews that, that I listened to, it, it seems grim boys. Like I, I, mean, I hate to say it. I mean, he may personally not want to stay, but just given the way the market is right now, he, I, I, I think it's 50, 50, like right. he may want to leave. But I also think the Pagulas are just barely smart enough to know that if they can't get what he's actually worth, regardless of flat cap, regardless of everything else, they're not gonna they're not gonna make another Ryan O'Reilly trade a star for parts deal. Yeah, you because can't. then they'll be they'll be run out of fucking town. Yeah, it'll be like Dwayne will be leading the mob with a pitchfork. That, that, that's the <laughs> down key, to right? Florida to the super yacht wherever it's docked. That, so that's, that's the key. it. Yeah, that is not not letting not letting him go for anything less than what he's worth. Like, you can hold on to him. I would say, fuck it. I would let him sit out a season before I just give him away for for parts like that, right? Or there's been talk of, you know, do you package Skinner with them to get Skinner's money off off the books? Who's taking? Who's taking? Now million hold million. on. Well, hey, 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 producer maybe, Steve likes this. Maybe we can convince assistant GM Jason Bartle over in Seattle 
to make up for making that terrible deal in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Captain Jack Kraken. Captain Jack, man, that would be Captain pretty. Captain Jack Kraken. I like that. And also take Skinner. As a Canuck fan, I do not like that. I do not want Jack Eichel anywhere well, near Vancouver. Join us on the East Coast. Rival. You get to pick number one and number two this draft. Eichel goes to Seattle. That could be interesting. But again, not a not a deep draft. But no, the, the problem with trading draft. Eichel is that you're never, ever going to get reasonable no. value for him. No, right? no. Like you just aren't. What's reasonable There's, value for Eichel? Reasonable value, like... There is no market for that. Like, what's the it, precedent? It would need well, to be. It, it would right? need to be a line A Dubois type deal. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Like, that's fucking, I, that's I, I mean, too, right? obviously the Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo right now, and hot off the presses, fan with a sign. You love to see it. Look at that. Look at that man. President of Hockey Ops, that guy. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> Yo, that's my dad. Fuck you, dude. That's a piece of shit. Oh, that, that was absolutely True. unbelievable. That was that was fantastic. That that's really a good song. a very young looking dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have another I, I have so many savers it. questions you guys are like a fucking riddle to me um, Casey Middlestat what's his future <laughs> don't worry they're a riddle to themselves too yeah we yeah. are a riddle to ourselves don't even worry about it the last 20 game once the sabers were really fucked Middlestat actually started to play good um, yep what, 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 like, I, like, what is his future like I, I thought he was going to be a player I, I was so high on him I thought that was a great pick he hadn't really panned out, and at the end of the season, he started to show some signs. I'm just curious to know what you guys think in Buffalo. I'll let Steve lead it off uh, first. Well, I, I think part of that equation is, is Don Granado the full-time head coach of this team? Because it seems like when Donnie was running the ship, he was bringing out the best play from a lot of people. I think I feel like some of the only people who didn't really like excel under Donnie were like Skinner on a poso. Everyone else was like they were doing things better than they were before when Ralph was running things. Uh, but uh, that said, but that said, like I don't think Middlestat is ever going to meet the expectations people had of him at the draft. I think that's just a reality that everyone just needs to. That's it, it's not really a yeah. tough pill to swallow because we've seen the product on ice long enough that like right. it's. But we just need to like he's not going to be the Sabers starting center, but right. like. If he ends up being our number three guy who's like reliable, can consistently win faceoffs, can just, you know, be that, do the thing that their third line has been doing, just like be, you know, be gritty, win the puck battles, keep possessions. That way you can eventually transition like a higher scoring line into the offensive zone. But every so often, like if you get the look, you have the skill to make the shot yourself and actually bury it. Like I would be perfectly content if he can continue this trajectory of just you know yeah like being the top end of the depth i'm, right. I'm perfectly okay with that right yeah have like I- eichel cousins middle eichel. stat and you put uh, reinhardt on the wing in the top six you know what i mean like you could do like that well that um, actually brings us back to the next point of contention that if we're going to keep reinhardt around he's more useful at a center spot so i think is. cousins should probably go back to right wing on either eichel or sam's right side if Reinhardt, if Reinhardt and Jack are sticking around. 
Gotcha. And I think if Jack Mesta. sticks around, Reinhardt <clears throat> might be more inclined to stick around. But again, these are all big what ifs that are contingent on management and ownership doing things that make sense. And once again, this is Buffalo. So we don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, but yeah, it's a coin flip. I want to be hopeful, but I've also been watching this team for 20 years. Right. <laughs> so, so we don't fucking yeah. know. I really I, don't know. I, I, for me, Casey Middlestat, one of the things that always kind of plagued him, at least from the fans was, was he committed enough off the ice? Was he, was, you, you know, we rushed him into the, a situation he wasn't ready for because remember you know that first year at, at Minnesota and that strong showing in the uh, World Junior Tournament that he was fresh out of high school he was an 18 year old kid his body wasn't ready for the NHL but he had a strong showing in eight games with Buffalo when he, uh, not even eight games under eight games at the end of the season you know he had like a handful of goals he looked the part he looked he had the ha- beautiful hands and you know, it, 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 he was rushed into a situation he wasn't ready for, and it showed, like, his first season. Like, the kid was not ready. He should have spent another year at Minnesota. But, you know, again, you know, you had ownership that was desperate to bring a kid in that can maybe put fans in the seats. You have, uh, you know, a team that's desperate for talent. And it's it sucks. It, it really did suck to see the way that uh, that all transpired. Now, under the right coach and, you know, he, I mean, I'm a Casey Middlestead apologist because I thought he should have been uh, like a, a, a suitcase between here and Rochester. And I, I'll say this: he really is there a team in Batavia? Yeah, right. Um, I, I, I think he, there is a spot for him with this team as long as he continues to keep developing the way he did under Granado. And I think a guy like Casey Middlestead is the reason why Granado keeps his job because he did something with that kid that no coach before him could, could get out of it, out of him. And he kept facts. Reinhardt at center where you drafted him to play Big to facts. begin with. And, you know, it's, it, it was, I think kudos to, to Donnie meatballs. It's, uh, it's nice to Donnie see meatballs. Donnie meatballs. Donnie meatballs. <laughs> so, I fucking love Donnie. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, He's a so good kid. he is. And, you know, again, I, it, there's a lot of potential and a lot to be optimistic about the team as it sits right now. I really do believe that, and people will call me crazy, but I do believe that if you keep this team as it sits right now and you're, you're going into a, a, a landscape of free agency, much like last year, where you can get value players at a low price. Look what do Duclair and Verhage signed for him in, uh, in, in Florida. They were paying both those guys a total of $2.7 million this year. The cap isn't going up. And you're probably going to have teams out there who do have a lot of cap flexibility helping out other teams that are up against the cap and said, hey, we'll take on this bad contract, but you got to send us this too. There's going to be a lot of that going on, I think, uh, this year in free agency. And a lot of, again, guys not signing long-term deals, they're not going to be offering a lot of – who, 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 like Petrangelo got the longest deal last free agency. I think he was the only guy to get like an eight-year deal. Leonard yeah. signed a five-year deal with Vegas. Hoffman, the, the leading goal scorer in free agency, didn't sign until two weeks before the season started. Yeah. And he did, it, it was like a, a, a tryout contract yeah, or something stupid contract. like that. Yeah, like yeah. that's, that's what you're probably going to get. And I, uh, that's what made me hopeful 
you know, as the team sits now before those exit interviews, it's like you yeah. can fill in holes on the short term. You can find guys to plug in, let the youth still develop. Don't rush them. Don't pre- put too much pressure on them. And you could put a really competitive team on the ice because of that center ice depth. Now, who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think at this point, after last year with Kevin, now he's gotten like, he's gotten those growing pains out where like, you can't spend this kind of free agency chasing after that golden ticket player because clearly just chasing after the one big contract, it blew up in your fucking face where (laughs) if you can spend that same $8 million on two or three players that fill very necessary pieces of the puzzle that let the people that are in the like necessary spots do what they need to do and like also have a little bit of that pressure taken off where it's like not only Eichel's line producing or I don't know it just I I hope that you know again this is all contingent on having faith that when Kevin Adams says I have actual control to make hockey decisions that that's actually true and if that's actually true hopefully he has learned something from last year and he will you know, try to follow the blueprint that Florida made that, you know, worry about the smaller pieces that are important rather than just trying to buy, like, you know, fix all the parts that are wrong with the car. Don't just put a new fucking coat of paint on it and call it a day. Yeah. Not having guys... Ralph around is helpful because like, oh, that, yeah, Taylor Hall was his boy, right? Like he wanted to play with Taylor Hall again. So he wanted to bring him into town. And I uh, thought that they would work magic just having a duo of him oh, and blew up in his face. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't know how much stock we can give Ralph Kruger for being like integral, intra, integral to that deal. But like, they def like I think it was more just like Kruger needed some good PR, so it's like they like kept playing up that past relationship that they had. Like, but if you I, listen to like interviews with with Hall around the signing, he was like. Uh, the reason why I'm coming here is because of the opportunity that was pitched to me. Like, because I think that's a, a big part that's a of nicer it thing like, to say than Buffalo's giving me eight million fucking dollars. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, though. Here's another thing too: is honestly, Kruger, Kruger had nothing to do with it. Taylor Hall saw what Jack, what Jeff Skinner got paid from playing with Jack Eichel, and any any agent and just common sense player in free agency is like, well. I saw what happened with Jeff Skinner playing along with I with Jack Eichel, nine million dollars. I Spend like yourself I, one year and rake it in. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 I just think the biggest mistake in that whole scenario was giving him the uh, the no trade clause because you put yourself in a situation where you gave him literally Handcuffed. all the power. You gave him all the power to determine where um, where he was going to go, and it sucks. Yeah. And he just had to go to Boston. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good in Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he's playing guys... like an MVP again. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys All right, let's let... what's that? What do you guys think about what uh, Buffalo actually got in that Hall deal when they traded him? I mean, <sighs> Anders Bjork is playing okay. Like he's definitely less like invisible as I thought he was going to be. Just like on the initial reaction of like. Andres Bjork and a second round pit. Like, I that's, and I was like, is that's there something it? else coming? And you took Lazar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, like, why'd I don't he have to go? As a win at all. Leave, leave Lazar alone. <laughs> I want to see him try to fight Char again. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see that as a win at all for Buffalo, though. Like, 
I mean, it's not, but like at least Anders has the capacity to play hockey. Like well, he's here yeah, and he's here, here now. He's not somebody. He's not somebody that we pick and I hope in three years he's doing something in blue yeah, and gold. You, might get, you could get lucky with that second round pick. You never know. But I mean, shit. Bjork and a second round pick. I know. Compared to the Felino it could, trade. It could have, it could have been uh, Chicken Parm, and Zajac. Yeah, compared directly to the Felino trade. And it's a brutal, brutal return for Buffalo. Like, That's Buffalo, baby. How about Nick, yeah, Nick Felino is bad. Like Corey Petter. Corey Perry is a better player in every every way. Felino did nothing for us. He did nothing Felino for us. Felino was also hurt. He fought Corey Perry for something that was a complete accident and didn't didn't need to be done. And it was, so dumb. There's, it was yeah. dumb. See, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think it was dumb. I don't I don't when, agree with the fact that it, I don't think it was dumb. I think he explained the way Felino explained that fight afterwards was Basically, it had to be done so the guys would move on, and that was it. Get back to playing hockey. He didn't want any vigilante justice. Not that the fucking lease would do that anyway. I didn't think but that was going to happen, though. What's that? No, I mean, like, I, I think I, everybody I, was so rattled that well, I, I guess that's was rattled, but then it was but, okay. Let's move on, close the chapter, and get back to playing hockey, which they clearly didn't. You know, games <laughs> two, two, three, and four, they did. And then they just yeah. went, ah, fuck Yo, it. At least you guys it. found yourselves a goaltender. I am a big fan of Jack Campbell. He's the uh, mm-hmm. he's my uh, my co-host, Jonathan Cullen's former goalie partner when he played in the O. Uh, and I, I'm really happy to see you guys finally get yourselves a goaltender. And Vladdy's an American, and uh, you know it's it's nice to see uh, that guy finally get a crack at you know being a number one goaltender. And, and really, again, again, I know the North Division wasn't the strongest, but he really rode with it, and you know it seems like you guys got that that spot figured out. And I think Duba said they're interested in keeping Frederick Frederick Anderson around. Even he's not. He's like, not sticking around. I mean, if no, I'm him, no. I wouldn't either. No, he's not. He's not. He's not coming back. No way. He's not coming back. No, no. Do you guys want Carter Hutton? He's free. I'll nope. take Linus Allmark. No, we'll take Allmark. We want. We want Allmark. <laughs> For me, are you guys actual second? Are you guys going to go to Allmark and uh, and Ukapeka if for uh, next year? Is that going to be the tandem? I don't, don't want to see them ready. I don't think he's ready. No. Um, U- UPL is a guy. Personally, if you ask me, the future generate future franchise goaltender is yeah. currently at Michigan right now. Eric Portillo. Uh, I'll pull up his numbers here in a second, but you know he only played seven games as a true freshman, but he had a one point six seven goals against average in the Big Ten which as a freshman, and you've seen his play consistently develop over the past few years. He's a big kid. He's bigger than UPL, and uh, he's got a great goalie coach over there in Steve Shields. So I really think he's the future. Um, I don't mind having a good t- goalie-tending tandem of UPL and Portillo, but Linus Olmark having the hip, sur- uh, the hip surgery he had, the injury history, it's, uh, I'm not willing to you know, break the bank for a goalie who has had issues trying to play a full season. Right. Well, like I again, so I have Allmark on on my fantasy league, so I watch some of these guys pretty close, and watching the Sabers and and uh, and what they're giving up, and for the games that that he played in, I believe he only played in twenty games, um, but for the games that he played in, uh, I would say for uh, for fifteen of them, he was their best player. Oh, for uh, sure. I'm not the taking that out. Behind the, no, behind the center again, ice. Low bar. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I, I would want to hang on to him. He's 27. 
you know, I, I, I would want to, you know, he's, he's a UFA. So I'm, I'm really curious to, to see what he's going to get. He was making 2.6 last year. Um, you know, he, he could go as high as four, four plus. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, yeah, that's fine. But we also need like a genuine second. Like we can't just rely solely on a yeah, it, this is a league where especially, especially if he can't truly play a whole season, if he just keeps getting hurt. This is a league where you'd need a, a good goaltending tandem uh, for sure. You know, you can't. We couldn't depend on on Carter Hutton to really carry the load for us. Uh, we can't depend season. on Carter Hutton to carry a fucking backpack. No, <laughs> no I'm sorry. I don't. Does that mean? I don't, I don't know if I see um, Jack Campbell playing uh, fifty-five games next year, sixty games next year either, right? So, you know, like I would love to have somebody like an Omar Campbell uh, combo, something like that. Because I'm not sure what Toronto's going to do, but they're going to be up against against the cap again. Well, they're going to fucking blow it right up. You, no, man. Well, <laughs> no. hey, we're we're I doing mean, our our podcast tomorrow uh, live eight o'clock on deanwendell.com, and uh, we're going to be no, talking like a little bit about uh, what's that. We're only Tuesday right now. I can't what even is, hear you with your what microphone. What the fuck is today? Today's Tuesday, right? No, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. it's Wednesday. Yeah. Pat, yeah. Pat, have you guys? Have you, you guys? Have you guys been drinking Ooh. that much that you don't know what the fucking day of the week is? I've only had one. I'm good. Well, and, and Dwayne and Pat, you guys are going live tonight, aren't you? After the yeah, Jets, yeah. Uh, the Jets do a half <laughs> Yeah, but you know, listen, like, uh. <laughs> I, I forgot what we were talking about. We, <laughs> <laughs> what, were the days of the week? what year is it? Yeah. October? No. Oh my god! I remember. We just won the cup. Collab. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm the least, like your your number one priority is another goaltender to help yeah. with Campbell, and Without there are better. There's decent options. Like there's not a lot of them, but I mean it's a pretty thin free agent class. But I don't know, like an anti Ranta. That's pretty decent. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. But if he's only relied to play like 30 games, 35 games, then that's not too bad. Yeah, Yeah, like when you have to play Buffalo and it's already a sure thing. Yeah. You (laughs) just throw him out to ice it. Toronto had a lot of interest. I'm kidding, Dwayne. Toronto had a lot of interest in Allmark. (laughs) Toronto had a lot of interest in Allmark around the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk about uh, the Leafs uh, trying to pitch to try to get him out of the Sabres uh, organization. Didn't happen, um, but I that that's what I'm kind of hoping for. That's that's the kind of tandem that I would like. In a second. Yeah. Biggest thing is you need somebody cheap, right? So that you can allocate those funds from Jack or from Freddie Anderson leaving to yeah. fill some holes in the rest of your lineup, right? Well, like, you got to no, well, sign Hyman's going to get five million bucks, right? So yeah, you guys would be stupid not to bring there. back Zach Hyman. I yeah. I love me some Zach Hyman. I would God, love him on the too, Sabres. Man. That what guy a, is all would, heart. Anybody would love him on their on their team. He, oh, he's yeah. all heart, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love Jack Campbell's uh uh you know his comments about how he how hard he was on himself and how he took a blunt of that and he was in, in tears. Like you love to see that kind of heart in a player, a guy who cares that much. And it's not like he didn't perform. The guy what. What did he go down the stretch? Was it 16 2 and 2? Some obnoxiously 17, unreal 17, number. 17 2. Yeah, it was insane. And yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you know, to have that type of heart, a guy who cares that much and who has the ability to perform that well, again, albeit in a weaker division, 
I mean, I'm, I'm very interested to see where you guys go with that, uh, you know, that whole situation. Cause I think he does, he's absolutely earned his opportunity to be like a full-time starter for, uh, for, for, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. He's, he definitely needs to start next season as the number one. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without I, a said doubt. It, I said it like two months ago when, when Freddie was hurt, I said, Campbell's going to be the number one and that's it. And I think Stevie said, no way. I, I, yeah, I think because you traded him in our hockey pool. <laughs> I think um, I well, I'm fine with Campbell, but I, I wouldn't go over 50 games. So it's got to be like a 50-32 start. So yeah. you need you need to get somebody that's going to come in and actually going to give you 32 good games. Because like Dwayne was saying earlier, this yep. is the, the NHL these days is a two goalie league. Yep. Yep. I'm going to pull it up right yep. here. We have Linus Olmark's stats, obviously from this past season. We have um, obviously again he had a good year. You know, considering the circumstances and how bad this team was, went nine and six. Um, it does not showing his goals against there, but I'm pretty sure his goals against was uh, fairly in the lower twos. Um, two six three. It's two six three, and his save percentage was nine seventeen. Yep. Um, and obviously he dealt with the injuries. <laughs> but he he absolutely proved that he could uh, honestly carry the load. Uh, another another one here. I want to bring up Owen Powers. Num- Owen Power. His numbers obviously from this. Uh, uh, from this past season and his world junior here, he has three points in seven games in the world championships and obviously 16 points in 26 games. That's what you're kind of getting a solid defenseman who has offensive capability, but really there is still a big question mark about how good is he really? And is he worthy of the first overall pick? Um, and then I did one other thing I wanted to bring up to real quick was Eric Portillo's numbers. Um, absolutely. I got it. Got a guy you see that has consistently continuously, Really progressed uh, over the years, obviously coming out of a very difficult program in Sweden. Played in the USHL. That year in the USHL, he was voted player and goaltender of the year, I believe. Um, his second-round pick. And just, as you can see, his numbers there have just progressively gotten better in development. So he is, my opinion, the future goalie, uh, the franchise goalie of the Buffalo Sabres, hands down. No, well, I'm going to have to so. contact the Nords Pats and see if I can get him off him in the if pool. You have it, someone's got him in our pool, eh? Yeah. I, I got, a, uh, I got right an now. interesting comment here. <laughs> Thoughts on trading the Sabres first overall and Ocposo with his contract for the sec for Kraken's second overall pick. Why would Seattle do that? If they'll, yeah. if they'll say yes to that. I don't see them being that stupid, but if they want to be yeah. that stupid, I won't stop. Well, it is, again, again, it is for one spot. In a, in a draft, in, in per, in per, again, in a draft where there really yeah. isn't a consensus in the first overall, I don't see Seattle wanting to do that unless they no. like love Owen Power that much and see him being a guy that they can, you know. But again, whoever you take, whoever you take in this draft, if you're a Seattle Kraken fan, you want to see that guy in your lineup next year. You know, is Owen Power that guy? I don't think so. Um, I think the I don't most necessarily is someone agree. that's good to go. Like, think about Vegas when they picked Krebs. Right, like Krebs is just kind of now breaking into their lineup. I don't think they're in any rush to get, like, if they walk away with Matty Beniers, they're they're thrilled. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's really no reason to try to jump up one spot in a in a draft with no consensus first overall, and then to take Oak Poso to do that. Like, (laughs) it's one spot. We're watching. (laughs) Shut up. One spot. Poso is amazing. Please don't take him from us. He's our favorite player. I'm buying an Ocposo jersey next. Please don't left? take him from me. Please. What's left on Ocposo's deal? For, uh, two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. He's got a. Uh, he's got a. Um, a no movement too. 
Yeah. No, the no movement isn't. He doesn't have a no movement anymore. It's not on. It's not the last two years of his contract. Oh, okay, okay. It says that it's still up on cap friendly. That's they should just buy him out. Fuck it. That's what I've been saying <laughs> since last year. It was if they would have bought him out the start of last year, you would have only added I think two years to his contract, but each of those years would only be a million per. Oh right. wow, yeah, yeah. See, that's buyoutable. No exactly. Yeah, but again, it's it's, 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 it's a mystery, like the Louis Erickson debate. Why isn't Louis? Why is Louis Erickson still a Vancouver Canuck? Yeah, what the hell is that? Because, okay, so. They should have, if they were going to buy him out, they should have looked at it last offseason. If they buy him out this offseason, they actually lose money. Really? Yes. So they actually lose money and his deal goes longer. Like they, Jim Benning in classic Jim Benning fashion actually made his contract almost buyout proof because it's not in signing bonuses. It's an actual salary that he's getting paid in his final year. And then... So, like, what my plan was for him last offseason was send him to Utica. Nobody's going to pick him up off waivers. He's not going to want to ride the bus in Utica for two years. But now... Are you the, saying public transportation in Western New York is less than perfect? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I mean, are he is collecting, fighting? like, $6 million a year, so maybe to it's ride worth the it. bus so he doesn't even need to buy a car. Yeah, you haven't exactly. said the bad part yet. He he can buy the bus. Um, so <laughs> he'll the, get his the own issue bus. There is that like last or this past season, it was mostly in signing bonuses that he was getting paid, so it would have been fine. But this last year of the deal is bioproof. Um, the way they've structured it, they would actually lose roughly one hundred and fifty grand if they bought him out. So there's really Thanks. no benefit to buying out Louis Erickson. He'll just play in Abbotsford for the new AHL team. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I actually brought up the uh, buyout calculator on uh, Cap Friendly for Ocposo. If we did buy him out in the offseason, the cap hit this coming year would be 5 mil of the 6 mil. And then the year after, that's 3. Then the last two are the 1 million. So this year we would still well, that's not even really worth him. it either. Yeah, th- yeah, this 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 year we would still be paying him for pretty much his full contract. And then we'd still have to keep giving him money for three years after the fact. So hopefully we can just send him to Rochester. He can like feel offended and do the Bogosian <laughs> thing and say, I'm not going. And then you know what? You, you <laughs> want to know what else that's the dream, right? That that bow ties itself. <laughs> Another thing that's difficult with this draft too. Another thing that's difficult with this draft is because of COVID, you didn't get really much junior hockey at all. So it's really hard to really make the, type, the, the correct evaluations on players because you haven't seen them in a year. Like, you know, we, we were lucky enough to, you know, I was all about Jack Quinn going back to Ottawa to play under uh, Tarini. Uh, you know, again, I'm a former guest on, the, on Two Goalies with Mike. And he, he was, he had a lot of great things to say about him, both him and Marco Rossi this was before the draft. And I think that was the biggest reason why they took Jack Quinn is because, you know, you have Jack Eichel as your center. And I personally, again, if Jack Quinn was ready to make the jump next season and this whole Eichel drama wasn't going on, you do, you do not hesitate. You put Jack, you put Jack Quinn on Jack Eichel's wing and just let Jack get him the puck and let him do what he does best in the OHL. And that's score goals, set him up, score goals. That's exactly where you would put Jack Quinn. Now there's just this clusterfuck going on in the seven, one, six. We don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, now we're fortunate enough to put Jack Quinn in Rochester this year and let him play, you know, professional hockey, but obviously develop down there. 
you know, what the, how, how are you supposed to make the right evaluations on these players from the WHL, the OHL, you know, over in Europe? Like how, how do you make the proper evaluations? I don't know. I mean, you can't watch them, but also because they're not playing, they're not developing to their full potential. They're not getting their full seasons the same way any other draft class would have. So it's not even like not, it's not even just about not being able to see them perform. They're just performing less. It's just, it's, when trying to gauge talent, yeah, it's like, like it's hard enough to project a player in their age seventeen year where they're draft eligible, but they're a lot of times like OHL didn't play at all, so they're going back to their age sixteen year. And how are you supposed to project a sixteen year old on whether whether you know, or not he they're going to be whether an or not impact. he can hack it with dudes and their dudes that are like twenty five and in their prime? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and like and insane. where where their trajectory is if if they're worth like look at what mason mctavish who was brought up earlier has done to his draft stock with one tournament all because there's nobody else playing right now and like i'm a big fan of mason mctavish but like he was kind of consensus in the 20s going into the season and now like in the top 10 like i've seen him as high as two like i believe that was uh central scouting had him at second overall which like I don't know. Like, I really like McTavish, but if you have nobody else that you're able to judge, where, like, how do you know where even the players that you have scouted fit in, right? I, that's why, like, for the Canucks, I don't mind being at ninth because somebody good is going to slide that should never have been ninth overall, right? Like, Again, we, we mentioned earlier, Marco Rossi sliding down to, uh, I think it was Minnesota. That wasn't yeah, expected. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, th- I had I Rossi was- in my top five. Right, like, I think so it was. I. I think it was some of those early picks by Ottawa that we just didn't see coming, and it was like, really, okay. And you know, then... it was a lot like that draft, not to the same yeah. extent or the same extreme, but it was a lot like when the Bills were on the clock to pick Allen, and it was either Rosen or Allen, Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. We're getting a Josh, and Roger Goodell goes up there and says the name Josh. He hesitates, and he said Allen, and the whole city just lost their collective minds because. Allen wasn't supposed to be the guy. Obviously, it worked out in her favor. I am, I mean, including one of those Josh Allen apologists. Uh, seems to be a trend. Um, but same thing here with this pick. We all wanted Marco Rossi, and he goes up and he says, "From the Ottawa 67s, we're all holding our breath." And he says, "Jack Quinn." And it was I, again. I'm not. I wasn't as emotional with that pick as I was the Josh Allen pick. But the same time, it's like, dude, we need center depth. We have no center depth. Why are we taking a winger? Why are we taking a winger at that pick? A guy, it was just, it was very depressing. It was very I, aggravating. Again, I think it was that whole, you know, with if Eichel stays in the equation, give Eichel a pure fucking sniper. And that's exactly what Jack Quinn yep. has been slotted to be yep. going into the draft. Like this dude, he scores goals. That's all he does. You want to do yep. who's just going to fucking snipe five on five power play? I don't care. He's like Olafson on crack, but like he can actually play a full 200. <laughs> <laughs> you would hope yeah. uh, real quick those pictures i mentioned earlier uh you look in the back right there tony Khan by the saver <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> look at that guy good mask oh good yeah boy. absolutely but uh you know just real quick before we wrap up here sean uh, i want to get more on your canucks uh, what are your, I mean, obviously it was a big surprise this year where you guys finished out. Um, I was very surprised. I become a Vancouver Canucks fan just by your, my relationship now with you guys, but point at point, the point shot podcast. Uh, 
formerly Area 50, 51, or the 51. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I just, you know, it was very surprising to see the decline of your team this year. You guys let go of, you know, you guys went to Thatcher Demko instead of uh, re- bringing back Markstrom. You brought in Braden Holby. Um, you know, you let Tyler Toffoli go, which, I mean, that mm. has to drive you all so nuts. Um, oh, you know, man. Vancouver's ready to ride all over again because of Toffoli. Like, yeah, you see how well he's performing. <laughs> Especially it's since so the word came out that, like, yeah, I would have stayed. They just never gave me a deal. They oh, he been... wanted to come back. Like, it's like yeah, I would have I definitely advocated. come to the table, but they didn't offer me anything, so I left. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like it's it one thing crazy. if he got low balled and he's like, yeah, nah, but they just were like, oh shit, that's what we forgot to do. We forgot to give him an offer sheet. Fuck. Yeah. Well, and it's I it's kind of crazy. On. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's kind of what it sounded like when they asked Jim Benning like, what happened? He's like, oh, we just ran out of time. Like, and then later he's like, oh no, like I was, you know, I I didn't mean it like that. Like, yes, you did. Like, you meant. You ran out back time, out. and that was your first answer was that you you simply didn't have the time. You got the guy in the was car, free agent for three away. days. You got on the highway. You realized you didn't have your wallet. You're fucked. You lose. Yeah, the coffee's <laughs> still on the top of the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the biggest like the weirdest thing Vancouver this this season. So like after the playoff, well, I would even go back. I'll go back to the Toffoli trade when we landed him. I said, okay, this team needs to make the playoffs every single year now. Like this is an expectation now. You're you're putting your chips in. You're trading a good prospect in Tyler Madden. You're trading good draft capital. We had no first or second round pick at uh, the draft last year. And if Toffoli would have resigned, we would have also not had our fourth. So we would have had three picks in the draft. So like it was like this is us going all in. Uh, I didn't mind them walking away from Markstrom because I knew he'd get way overpaid. Thank you, Calgary. I didn't mind walking away from Tanev. Same exact reason. Plus, he never is ever healthy. Um, the last yep. two years are a complete anomaly that he's been healthy for it. Uh, Josh Levo, I didn't mind because he had his knee injury uh, and major knee surgery. Toffoli was priority number one. They needed to bring back Tyler Toffoli. They had one job to do and they dropped the ball. And it's frustrating. Like it's it's beyond frustrating because we paid a top draft pick and a, and a top prospect of ours uh, for 10 games of Tyler Toffoli in a season that we were not cup contenders, right? Like nobody was coming into the playoffs thinking we were going to win the cup that year. Like that was our our championship year. And like, we were just kind of cracking that open. So to fully needed to be part of that, uh, watching him then go to Montreal and do what he's done. There is just extra salt in the wound, but Canucks have a lot of decisions to make this off season. Um, like I'm hearing different rumors that Canucks may, uh, be open to moving off of the ninth overall pick. As far as I'm concerned, you need as many entry level contracts as possible. You need to make that pick. Um, Aside from that, you basically are just kind of stuck waiting for all of Jim Benning's bad contracts to expire. You got <laughs> Beagle, you got Erickson, you got That's a really bad uh, Roussel. Uh, like you, you've got Holtby. Like all of these are bad deals that should never have been signed. Um, and 
I didn't agree but, with the Holpe deal at all. I hated that. The Holpe deal was not good, like from the start. And the the whole the whole idea was that you were going to turn to Thatcher Demko. So why would you overpay for Holpe to like everybody saw what he did in the Vegas series? Yeah, it was the exact same. Demko's thing your guy. Did. They drafted Spencer Knight, and then ten days later, paper Brovsky ten million dollars for seven years. Oh my god! Like, how about that? How about that situation? I lost my mind when they drafted spent when they signed Brovsky. What are you doing? You think Spencer Knight taking the first round is gonna wait that long to finally get a crack at it? Because that's an untradeable contract. That trade, that contract is more untradeable than Jeff Skinner, hundred percent. Because he's a goalie. Yeah. Well, because so if he sucks, there's no way to. He's got like. He's got if like Skinner what, sucks, six more years on the fourth line. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could just get a couple years, a completely turnaround of Jeff Skinner, where he'll score a couple thirty-five goal seasons, and maybe, maybe if you package picks with him, you could trade that contract. You are not getting out of that, Sergei Bobrovsky. Guess what? He lost his starting job. Like that's just like <laughs> it's, it blows my mind. And I said, I said it like, watch him lose the job because he is vastly very inconsistent. And he loses the job. And now you have Dreger, who's going to be a UFA, and Spencer Knight. It's just, it blows my mind just the, like, the great moves they made in free agency with Duclair, um, Verhage, and uh, why, uh, why Hornquist. Oh, Hornquist, yeah, Hornquist. Yeah, like those great moves they made, those very high value, low cost moves they made. And then you signed Sergei Bobrovsky to $10 million a year? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I love the Sam Bennett deal, too. Whole B. Yeah. I love that deal for them. I love that, that fucking mustache. That was a fucking motorhead stash. I loved it. You know, <laughs> circling, circling back to the whole P deal, though. I circling, circling back to this. Oh, that's <laughs> <good. laughs> that is that. <laughs> can we, we can just slide that over to the right side of the screen so we can just hide the least fans. <laughs> <Yeah. from it. laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't mind the, the Hopi. I, like, what I saw coming was that, hey, you, you still have a veteran goalie that's going to be there uh, to kind of mentor Demko with Markstrom leaving. He's only going to be um, in uh, on the team until the end of the 2021-2022 uh, season. Then he's gone. And then it's all Demko. So he's going to be there next year. I think Demko is still the guy and, and, and hope he's the backup, oh, but he's much. the mentor. So I, I didn't mind that deal, but, man, yeah, there's a lot of deals that uh, the... Jim, Jim Benning and his five head have made that aren't great. I, uh... well, and I don't mind Hopi. Like, I don't mind the, the thought process of going the Hopi route, especially with uh, the expansion draft. I honestly thought he was expansion fodder. Right. Like as soon as he came in, I was like, perfect. They picked a guy that they're going to take. Um, and I mean, that could still happen. But the problem is the money, right? Like the, the money that they gave to Holby. Uh, so it's actually a backloaded deal. So he's making 5.7 million next year. Right. Um, so he's, again, another, another bio proof kind of contract right so that if seattle doesn't take him you can't move off and and switch gears and maybe look at a a, a dragger right i don't know man like, i don't know I, just... I don't i don't think that really hurts vancouver too much i don't i, I honestly don't think one more year of hope be, I, I i i don't see that being a big issue well, they're uh, not gonna be ready to go anytime soon anyway no no 
the, the, the biggest thing is that the Pedersen and Hughes contracts are this offseason, right? Yeah. And we barely, barely have enough money to potentially just keep the team that we have, which is already bad, right? Like, this isn't a good team. <laughs> it's a good thing so we can barely afford the players here. that we already have. So we're not improving, right? Yeah. Um, well, like I was just saying, like, it's a good thing Pedersen didn't have a great year in his contract year. You know, that, that will help either. a little bit. Uh, it'll, 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 a little bit, but not, not a ton, but it'll help a little bit. I, I have a quick question here for you guys, for the Sabres and the, and the Canucks organizations. And, mm-hmm. and to you, Pats, and I'll be asking you this uh, tomorrow on our pod, who, who does Seattle take from Buffalo, Toronto, and Vancouver? Who do you think you guys are losing? Um, possibly Cody Eakin, uh, maybe a Colin Miller. Right. Colin, um, Colin Miller yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah, I would take Colin Honestly. Miller for sure. Me too. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd be a he'd be your good third guy. I mean, if he can finally stop trying to make the check at the worst possible opportunity, and then letting some player rush down the ice after his check didn't land, and somebody else just picked up the puck effortlessly, then that's like the crux of his game. He always tries to make the body play at the worst possible fucking time. Like while two people are on him, like he's got the guy that with the puck, and all he needs to do is just tap it slightly to the side for the guy, other guy, like supporting him on his side to just yeah and then like miller's miller's like caught up having bodied this one dude while the puck is like already at their blue line and he's just mia and that's led to so many goals and it's so frustrating but if seattle's watching he's really good he's a really good (laughs) veteran presence and he'd be an asset to any locker room on the west coast Far, far, far away from me. I just got a, I just got a text <laughs> message from Steve Dangle. He goes, "Who is even the consensus first overall pick?" <laughs> My dad, the guy holding time at the game. I love, I love fucking Dangle's fucking uh, his his. Uh, I saw yeah, his little clip when uh, Dermot gave the puck away in overtime. <laughs> fucking Dangle's watching the game. And he's like, "Oh, oh, Dermot." Oh. Oh, <laughs> if there's a, if there's a, I mean, out of, out of the entire fan base, if there's a guy you feel for, man, like, granted, we're all fans, but here's the thing. There's the difference between us and a guy like Steve Dangle is, yeah, he's gotten where he is by being a fan and, you know, he did a really good job at marketing himself and whatnot. Now he gets paid to do it. And that's his gig. This is where I respect those guys the most and is we can just choose to ignore it. Right. Like, if after we, after we lose, we can just like go home and just not like look at Twitter or decide to not turn the radio on or just not just l- ignore it, right? Just because you know what's gonna do to you. These guys gotta go on, and, <laughs> like they have to, they have to. And it's just like t- t- here in Buffalo or in Vancouver or in, or in Toronto. It's just like when it's literally and like for us, honestly. For the Sabres, I feel like this is like worse than the Bills drought of 17 years, only because like the Bills at least teased you here and there. They teased you with like nine and seven seasons, eight and eight. They were in the hunt near the end of the season. They there were games that mattered. Sabres, fuck no. Like no, 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 no. Again, that's <laughs> all. That's all I want. That's all. I, like somewhere close. You don't even need to it get it. But like we've yeah. been like 25 or under for the past decade. The, but that, the guy right below me here, where is he? Right there? Yeah. Said the Sabres would be good this year. 
No, no, last year I thought they were gonna be good. Oh, oh, I didn't realize you had some tea to spill. Please go on. I, Continue. No, hey, I, 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 I root for the Sabres. I feel bad for you guys, but and Steve, I, I'm, I'm hearing you say this is all you want, and like that fucking depresses the shit out of me. It's like, I mean, I want to win next year. Short term, that's you all mean, I you want. You just want to like challenge for a fucking playoff spot and lose. That's what you. <laughs> that's what I want short term. I don't want. 25 or under. Listen, if anyone problem. remembers, if anyone remembers the night that David Ayers went in and became a fucking legend. Oh yeah. And I was live streaming yeah, that night and I was losing my mind. <laughs> I ran around my house. I ran around my driveway outside. Oh, stupid <laughs> soccer song you guys sing. I can't stand it. But I was, we don't I was fucking literally. Sing it. That's the fucking half. Whatever, dude. No, you guys come down no, first Lewis. off. First off, you guys do come into our bar and you do sing that stupid song. I really? witnessed it. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Lee fans do that. Do I've that. seen no it. Way. I have seen it. I have Lee seen fans. It. They do it to Lee mock fans. the Habs in your building. Maybe, sure, but they still do it. So, <laughs> Look, nothing's going to be more annoying than the uh, Flyers fans doing the Ric Flair woo all the time. I hate it. Literally, I, I literally, it. I was just twisting the knife, and I honestly, I, I, I took some heat for not doing that, you know, a few days ago when you guys lost. I'm like, but like, I, I just can sympathize with it. I can. It's because too soon, too soon. We, well, no, no, what, what it's not even worse? that. It's it, we, our franchises don't just lose. We've made it an art form. We've made yeah. losing an art form because we like, just you're, don't. You're like you're way down here at the bottom, just shitting the bed. And we get all the way to the top, and then we shit the bed. Yeah, it, it, it's a <laughs> pun, we're a punchline. We're a Which punch is almost line. as embarrassing. It's, to be it's fucking brutal. We, you, yeah, you yeah. The Maple Leaves have the courtesy to shit on the sheets. The Sabers are the turds that have soaked into the mattress over years and years and years. Yes, <laughs> to the point you just have to throw it to the fucking curb and write "Pakula's free, <laughs> please take." Yeah, the Sabres, they, they, mattress. they make a headline. We're a headline. We're a punchline. We just don't lose. There's always controversy or just some epic collapse. You know, it, it, that's what. That's why it's worse because it's just like you uh, can never just get the games that matter. And We're it, a punchline. You know, the, the Leafs are a punchline in, in Canada as well. Like oh, yeah. the, the text messages, the memes, the gifts from – from friends, family, and and you guys are the alike. Yankees. You guys are the Yankees of hockey. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Cowboys or the Cowboys. Or the Cowboys. I Stephen the Tor- A. Smith, as Stephen A. Smith calls you guys, are the Cowboys of hockey. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, that was. That I was love that least, he's talking hockey, man. That's yeah, and, you know, and it's I'm like talk the, best, the best. The best. The best is he's talking. <laughs> he's talking hockey with this like confidence. That like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You guys are the fucking Dallas Cowboys. You know he's like, you know he's talking, he's texting people. That he's like, like looking off camera, like that was funny, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Got him. That's a get. <laughs> but now, now I'm really looking forward to Stephen A. Smith fucking tearing into every single franchise when they. Like the Stephen A. Smith yeah. gang, it might put Dangle out of business because he's just gonna uh, fucking, <laughs> he's just gonna fucking t- because like Dangle's just like I he'll just think- like, he'll like try to get into the head mindset of the players. Like I can see why you might have thought this was a good idea, but you just fucked it up. That's a dang. Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith is just gonna be like, 
are you out of your god dang mind? <laughs> what yeah, is be, wrong I think, with I you? Think, I think the Stephen A. Smith shtick will be funny for a while, but it will like it will wear it will wear on people. Be like, eventually yeah, he'll yo. learn the game, so his shtick will become refined. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think it'll get. It hasn't gotten old for basketball yet, so I don't see it getting old for hockey as long as he learns the game. <laughs> Well, the the thing he's got going for him, he's very loud. And he's very polarizing for sure. So we don't know anything about sense. loud polarizing hosts here at Two no. Goalies One Mike. We don't no, know anything. No. <laughs> we don't. No, we don't. Stop talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I know we've been going here for a little over an hour. Is Dwayne loud? Am I loud? A little loud. I'm a little. No, you're not bad. Dwayne's loud. <laughs> I'm I heard Dwayne fucking yelling his face off. Yeah. Before we before we sign off here, just uh, expansion draft. Get your guys' opinions on that. Uh, you know, what should we expect? What contracts do you think will get unloaded on, you know, will it be exactly like what happened with, uh, um, Vegas or what will the differences be? You know, you I'll start. No, no, I'm plugging, I'm plugging in the MacBook, <laughs> plugging in the MacBook. Oh, the pants are coming off. Got had to plug in the MacBook just to make sure that, uh, we don't go Everyone's showing off some leg. If I, I yeah, feel right? like I should, but feel you like know, what do you, what do you guys what do you guys expect out of the expansion draft? Sean, I'll start with you. <laughs> Honestly, I do think we'll see a lot of what we saw with the Vegas Golden Knights. Not to the same degree. Like, I don't think teams are going to be swindled so badly. But, look, Seattle's going to be a good team. Like, they're, they're going to – there's a lot of good options available. There's a lot of teams that are in really, really tough cap situations that are going to have to try to make moves to, to offload contracts to them. And they're gonna they're gonna ask for sweeteners, and they should uh, honestly like absolutely yeah. Um, I mean I mean that they're, they're third gonna be good. pairing that third D pairing of Colin Miller and Tyler Myers is gonna light up the Seattle leaks. Oh light my up god! Seattle. I will I will personally <laughs> drive Tyler Myers to Seattle <laughs> to, if to they the take him. <laughs> I, no, I'll I drive him right to the, to the arena. You. You'll put him in your bicycle <laughs> basket and ride him over the border. You. I'll meet you halfway. I'll meet you halfway over Rasmus versus the line. Yeah, there you go. Uh, like I just, as far as I'm concerned, Meyer I don't. on the Leafs. Oh, done. Take him. What are you? What are you giving? <laughs> I I would love Ristolainen. Is Marner on the table? Marner, Marner is most Dude. definitely on the table after these players. See, no, he's Marner see, for Marner. One bad year. That's all it takes. I don't. No, I don't understand. It's not, it's not one bad year. It's how many, play, how many straight playoff games without a goal? Like sixteen. Come on. Well, yeah, right please. now, playoff performance is irrelevant, so no, short-term, that's fine. I'll remind you of what you like, guys, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this, is my, this is my thoughts on Marner real quick. I would not trade Mitch Marner. And the oh. reasoning is, is if, if you look at Edmonton and what they did with Jordan Eberle wasn't scoring in the playoffs, and they looked and they're like, he didn't score for X number of games. This guy's a bomb. He doesn't show up trade him and so they got rid of him they got rid of taylor hall after their one playoff run and they have had zero playoff success since they made it to the playoffs this year got swept they are a thin team the problem is that you have to replace those guys and mitch martin will turn around like he'll he'll figure it out yeah, um, yeah i agree with you i think he's the least of your guys's issues like Same. did he show up no but you know what like look at what tampa yeah. did they got destroyed by columbus Exactly. And they kept, they kept it together. They didn't make any groundbreaking blow-ups. They could have, and then they were champions the next year. I, there's a lot of promise in Toronto still. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. hold tight. I, I, 
I have that written down for our script for tomorrow, that exact reference. So I, 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 yeah, I always write a script, <laughs> you lazy prick. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of the crack and going back to what Dwayne he's said, I know, he's uh, too busy, I know he's too busy oh. crushing beers and showing leg over there to care. I about got a fucking beer for a while. I got a, I didn't want to I'm get waiting for those. Room. I'm waiting for those feet pick, Pat. <laughs> feet picks. I'm, I'm the opposite on Seattle. I, Ooh, I, I don't can we, think can we, get a screen, can we get that full screen real quick? Uh, what? Uh, you can keep making your point, but we need we need some more of that. I was just saying, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the opposite way that Sean's feeling with Seattle. I don't think that they're going to be a great team off the hop. I think that the GMs uh, across the, the NHL have, have learned their lesson from George McPhee, and I don't think that they want to do it again. I, I think that Maybe there's one or two. You, you always like Arizona to make a dumb deal. Um, but, geez, I, I really don't see them being a strong team. Like, I don't see them making um, making the playoffs uh, like, like Vegas did. And, fuck, they're not going to the Stanley Cup final. That's just my opinion. I mean, yeah. I agree. That's... They're not going to the final. But they'll be <laughs> they'll make a good stride. Like, the, the issue with Seattle is that there's not a lot for top six options available right now. No. Um, so, like, they're unless they go all out in free agency, which they are going to have the money to do so. Like, like my projection with my picks and everything for Seattle has them about twenty-five to thirty million dollars in cap space. So, I mean, that gives lots of potential to take bad contracts with sweeteners uh, to shop in free agency. They have lots of, fl- of flexibility, and you know, if they're able to convince. Uh, like a, a t- or pluck like a TJ Oshie or somebody like that. Like I don't see them as good as Vegas, but I see them certainly as like a, a playoff potential, like a bubble team. Right. So like where where producer Steve wants Buffalo to be, that's where Seattle will be this year. Like instantly, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Through no fault of their own. I still I was still flab I'm still to this day flabbergasted that Florida allowed uh Marcius out to go over to Vegas. Like he was a thirty goal scorer. I think that year he just gave him just gave him Marcius out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well and look at what Anaheim did too, right? Like giving away Shea Theodore. Uh, in order to protect, oh, that that like, awful. Manson, right? Dumb. So there, yeah. there's going to be teams that do really dumb stuff. Like, I just don't think it's going to be the same teams. Like uh, like you said, Arizona, uh, they're they're not a smart franchise. I could see them doing something tremendously stupid. Yeah. Um, I could honestly see – I don't think anything's going to happen with Vancouver, but they're going to they're gonna get some <laughs> – they're going to get some good players. Like, there's a lot of teams that are really deep. They're going to get a good one from Carolina, a good one from Tampa. Like Tampa is a Tampa is interesting because I think Tampa, you know, you have a team that are, they're getting called cheaters right now for you know finding ways around the cap. Yeah. You know, they're ten million over. But you know, Sorelli, Sorelli. Well, yeah, exactly. What team wouldn't do that if given the opportunity? But you know, Sorelli obviously didn't perform the way they probably hoped. Um, you know, you had Braden Point. I think it was Braden Point signed that very team-friendly deal, correct? He yeah. signed, like, a very yeah. team-friendly deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have, again, they're, they're going to have to find ways to un- unload, like, salary. And um, I why can I not think of his name? Um, Tyler Johnston? 
No, yo, Tyler Johnson being one of them, sure. What? He's he's a UFA. I've been I've been very high on him. Uh, this Blake Coleman. Time. Yes, Blake Coleman. I am a huge, huge Blake Coleman fan. If they're gonna wanna resign him, like he's gonna get a raise, you have to find ways to unload his contract. If not, you let him walk. If I'm a Buffalo, if I'm Kevin Adams, that is one of the first guys, first agents I'm calling is Blake Coleman because that guy is absolutely what a team like Buffalo needs. A guy who's going to block shots, who's going to play hard along the boards. He's going to be he has the ability to score goals. And you know what? If everything goes the way it's, the way it seems going to go with Tampa, he might have two Stanley Cup rings. And you doesn't hurt having a couple Stanley Cup rings in your room with a team full of you know 21, 22, 23 year old hockey players. That's who I have circled for the Canucks too is Blake Coleman. But like if I'm Seattle and I'm looking at Tampa Bay and you know that they need you to take Tyler Johnson, right? I would phone them and say, I'm not taking Tyler Johnson. I'm taking Eric Cernak. Yep, Cernak, and then, another one. And then seeing how desperate they get to pawn Tyler Johnson off on me because oh, I probably sure. am walking away with Cernak, Johnson, or Johnson and something else, right? Like, yep. like that's what I'm doing if I'm Seattle is I'm – I'm saying, look, you're, that you're guy take- that you want to keep, I'm taking him. What are you going to give me to not take him? Yeah, yeah. It, well, exactly. You know, you know that that's what sucks about being a team like, like okay, like Vancouver, who's in cap, it has cap issues, or <laughs> even worse, Tampa Bay. You have these players that you know you want, you you don't want to expose, but you're kind of in a situation where you're forced to. And you're 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 biting your nails, like please. You know, don't touch them, and you're willing to give up assets in order to protect those players, much like what kept happening in the Vegas expansion draft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing's going to happen with Carolina, right? Like, they can immediately look and say, look, we're going to take Jake Bean. Um, and if they let you take Jake oh, Bean, Jake then Bean. cool. But if not, I mean, maybe they give you somebody else, right? Like, and. I, I see that for a lot of teams that are going to be in that position. For the Canucks, like, I have no worries at all. Like, this is actually a great opportunity for the Canucks where we have hardly any players that are actually worth protecting. So you can go and trade for players that other teams can't protect and then well, you, protect you them have, yourself, right? You have, yeah, you have players on entry-level deals. They're automatically protected. Um, like, there's nobody on our blue line that I'm, I would care to protect. Like, I don't care. Outside right? of Hughes. Like, but Hughes doesn't need to be protected. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I'm just in retrospect. Right? Obviously but, Hughes like, there's the not one. a single blue liner that I'd be like, oh, no, please don't take you know, <laughs> yeah. Tyler Myers, Olio Levy. Like, to quickly circle on to the, uh, the Carolina bit, uh, they do currently have four goalies. All four of those goalies are either UFAs or RFAs, the one RFA being Ned, who's mm-hmm. doing most of the starting right now. Uh, for... Toronto and us in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like Toronto's already done the uh, the Reimer game, so no, thank you. Classic. But uh, <laughs> no, James Reimer is also a part of their team who yeah. started yeah. No, in I Toronto. No, I mean for Toronto. Toronto. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's a good yeah. goalie. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like split time with I, Campbell. I mean, far and away the best the best possible free agent next year is definitely Chris Dreger, like yeah. without a doubt. But if you can't get him and he goes somewhere where, you know. I want Mrazek to uh, bring back the number two, though. I loved when he uh, wore the number two for uh, (laughs) the juniors. I always loved that. That would be pretty pretty great. Yeah. All right. But uh, I'll I'll end it here with you guys from the Hockey Dummies, Stephen Patz. 
how do you feel about the expansion draft? Where do you, if you're a Toronto, if, if, if you're, if you're Dubas, who are you exposing? Who are you trying to encourage Seattle to take? I, I think, I think Kerfoot's as good as gone. Yeah, I think, exactly. I, I don't think that there's anyone else to really, to really take, you know, we're going to, we're going to hold on to, uh, to Riley. We're going to hold on to Muzzin and we're going to hold on to, do, do we have to, do we have to hold on to sand Sandin Pats or who's the other defenseman that we're no, holding on to? No, I, we don't, there's lots of guys. I like, feel like Sandin might not have played enough that he needs. Yeah, I, don't think he I don't think so. I think I don't, but obviously we're going to hang on to the big four. You don't yeah. have to uh, Hyman. Uh, you don't have to protect because he's a UFA. Yeah, same with um, Anderson. Like, but he's not coming back anyway. But still, no, to waste a spot there. No, um, um, you, know, I, you protect I, Campbell, obviously. Yeah, right? yeah, Campbell would be the goal that we protect. But um, I think I think Kerfoot's gone. Uh, yeah. That's I, that, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, and it's fine for us because I mean, like, regular season wise, he wasn't. He was shit. Like we talked about it all all the time on the podcast. I was like, what is Kerfoot doing? You know, but then the guy has a great playoff, right? He did have a good so, playoff. And, like, he – And you know what? And that could be the selling point right there. Like, oh, look what he does, you know, when it when it matters. You know what? Take yeah. him. It's three and a half million bucks. That's off our cap. Like, yeah. I, I would – yeah, I'd totally leave Helps that. Helps you buy a goalie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the other big thing for us, right? Because when I look at – when I look at the, um, you're just gonna sit here on me now with my legs out. Yeah, on that leg, shall we? But when <laughs> when I'm looking at the uh, like the um, uh, the, the Leafs uh, cap uh, friendly page here, it's like you know we got Matthews, uh, Tavares, Marner, Nylander. Uh, they're they're locked in. Uh, we better sign Zach Hyman back. He's a staple. Uh, and then you got the only other um, forwards that we really have locked in for next year: Kerfoot, Mikheyev. Engvall and Brooks. Um, I I think um, you know. Hey, like Seattle could go. I've I'm read. Fine. I'm, I'm fine with losing Engvall too. Like I'd be fine with lo- losing Engvall too. I actually like, I like Brooks. I mean, I don't know how serious I could take either of you because you want Rasmus to line on your hockey team. So. <laughs> hey, I didn't I see that. That was this fucking guy because he's, he's really face. good. He's so good. Like, I, I need, Not I need as good as Tyler Myers, though. Right? So they need to do <laughs> Tyler Myers. The only thing better than Rasmus Ristolainen's <laughs> gameplay is his haircut and facial hair. Right. So that's that's <laughs> true. Now that is the eye test. He looks like a Viking born out of incest. He looks Pat's like Frylock. <laughs> All right, here, here's a question because I know how much uh, Pat loves Justin Hole. Who do oh, you guys oh. rather have, Ristolainen or Hole on your team? Oh. We'll trade you oh. straight up. Oh. I'll trade you oh. one for one. Up. Oh my God! I would do Hall for Myers and Kevin. Kevin, are you watching? (laughs) These guys, you really, you, you, you you do really live up to your name, the dummies. I mean, you really live up to that. Thank you. (laughs) You don't disappoint. You definitely don't disappoint. So he's Hall is older, but he's cheaper. Literally, smart economic move. Literally, if you do an ancestry doc, if you do an ancestry.com of both these guys, they definitely fall under the Ralph Kruger, uh, Jason Botterill family tree. So, I, uh, <laughs> they just didn't adopt to the system. The system's good. The team's yeah. terrible. <laughs> oh, guys, but. Honestly, guys, I had a ton of fun with you guys tonight. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I just want, before we let you guys go, remind everybody that this was brought to you by Manscaped.com. 20% off your purchase plus free shipping when you use code word TRAINWRECK, all capital letters, T-R-A-I-N-W-R-E-C-K. 
get yourself the uh, the uh, lawnmower 3.0. Has the built-in flashlight. You never knew you needed a flashlight on your razor until you had one. Helps keep the uh, helps keep the beard, uh, you know, all trimmed and uh, hedged up uh, the correct way. Or the uh, it's waterproof, so you you know, hot date. You gotta get hop in the shower, bring it in the shower with you. Uh, absolutely uh, unbelievable products over at Manscaped.com. So Manscaped.com, Cobra Trainer. 20% off plus free shipping. Sean, Steve, uh, Pat's unbelievable. Thanks for coming on with us. Any last thoughts? That's it, baby. I'd say go Leafs go, but that ain't happening. So no, let's go Jets. Good. Yeah. And the Jets go. are down 4-2 right now. This is embarrassing. Fuck. Abs in 16. I told Abs. I just said Abs in 4. They so sweep fucking. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated playoff march. <laughs> that would be I, fucking legendary. I would Unbelievable! Yeah, I would move to out. Colorado tomorrow. I don't think. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think they See ya. <laughs> I don't we'll think they would sweep. I don't think they would sweep Tampa. I think that'd no. be well. Uh, that's easy. just they like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I. Uh, I'm interested. I, I, I one last thought. I'm interested to see how far Montreal can go with. Uh, with with Carey Price because I've been a big guy. I've been a big advocate of never paying your goalie a lot of money. I think I I tap out right around six million a year just because I think there's just too much proof and you don't have to pay your goalie that much money to win. Uh, you got Crawford in Chicago. Uh huh. Yeah, you got you got Crawford in Chicago. You remember Anthony Emmy won a cup with them. Obviously, you saw what happened last year in Dallas with uh, why can't I remember his name? Kadobin. Uh, Kadobin, oh, yes, Kadobin. Uh, obviously, you between Murray and uh, Pittsburgh, who you know, obviously failed to live up to the the shadow of Marc Andre Fleury, and even Fleury's never won a Vesna, you know, and you never had to pay him an insane amount of money. So I just I I've always been against paying your goalies a lot of money, and that's why I've always been against not against Carey Price, but you know, just like just imagine how much better that team could be if they weren't committed, pot committed to a goaltender for ten million a year. And I'm definitely interested to see where the Habs go, uh, you know, with Carey Price and how well he's playing. Because the biggest mistake Toronto made in that series was allowing Carey Price to get locked in. You you, yeah. you you have to get in his face. You have to disrupt him. You have to. You cannot allow Carey Price to get locked in in the playoffs because once you do, it's over. It is absolutely over. You are not that. And I said this on uh, on our local radio station. I said, you know, you know, outside of obviously Marner not performing, you're not getting enough from Matthews, even though he got the chances. I personally think injuries and running into a playoff form, Carey Price is what really did you in. You know, Carey Price was playing un, un, phenomenal, like yeah. not unbeatable, but like when you don't have everything going for you to begin with, and then you run into Carey Price, even when you're playing desperate, it's just you're not going to win. No, no, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. He was he was dialed in, man. Like there were times where it was just like they uh, like they got they got one, and it was like we're done. And like there's like we ended up tying it up a couple times, taking it to overtime. And I I just I always felt unsettled. I always felt like going into the games, the Leafs should have won four to one or or three nothing. And like I just, it just they just never had it. And it was like just. Each minute, each like sections of five minutes going by each game, each period going by. And it was like we're tied, we're down by one, or we're chasing it. It was like felt like we were always chasing it and we just couldn't we couldn't get it past price, man. We were, and, uh, we were fucking you know, gassed you know, after game four. After game four, we were gassed. 
and that was it. Right. Here, one last thing, real quick. Obviously, I've said you know one last thing a couple times. Uh, going over to the Dean Blundell, you live here uh, now. Those, those guys, those guys from the the, the beer league, what, the beer league boys. Yeah. Um, uh, Cole, uh, I forget his name. He, awesome I know, guy, right? yeah, I, the beard, the bearded, the bearded one, um, the guy with the face. Yes, he, yeah, the guy with the face and the facial <laughs> hair. He he keeps he keeps tweeting at me about a a take he had. Uh, last time I went live with Dean, and it, it was that I would rather build my team around Nathan McKinnon than Connor McDavid, and I think that is still to this day one of the worst hockey takes I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care what your Colorado is a more developed team. It's taken them a while to get where they are, and I know I'm going to hear about it tonight if he's on. So I just want to get your guys' takes now. Is that the, one of the dumbest takes you've ever heard? I don't think it's the dumbest take I've ever heard, but it's um, I would take. Uh, McDavid over McKinnon. I'm thinking McDavid over anybody on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My question is: Does do we take Caphead into consideration on this too? No, he doesn't take Caphead. We got it. We got to work in a player. hypothetical world the where they both make like the exact same amount of money. He just takes the player. He thinks the player is better, and I'm like, you're out of your mind. McKinnon no, is a world class hockey player. McDavid is like he reminds me so much of Burray in his prime when Burray. He does things with the puck at full speed during games that professional hockey players in the NHL can't do during practice at half speed. And it's, it's insane yeah. to watch. It's insane to watch. Like, I, 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 I truly think, uh, I mean, I never thought that we'd ever see a player that would chase Gretzky records. But, I mean, I'm not saying it's possible. The points record is so the most unbreakable record in, in all of sports. But there, 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 he'll maybe get get a sniff at maybe some some single season records. I don't, I don't know. I, I just over hundred like points in fifty six games is nuts. Yeah, like, I don't care what division you play, that's, dude. That's that's, that's just ignorant. How dare that's you? It's just insanity. <laughs> yeah. It was rude. What what are they what are they feeding that kid in Edmonton? What are they saying? <laughs> what are they even feeding him? Since Not playoff smart? games. Come on, man! You know that you said now. You, now Vancouver's going to finish thirty third somehow. <laughs> Fuck off, and man. still not get the first. And we're going to finish thirty fourth. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. I don't know how it works. It just happens. <laughs> this is the NHL. Anything is possible. It is, it is. I, I just love watching Connor McDavid, man. And it, as, as as much as it sucks to say that, because obviously that was the same year we got Eichel. Nothing against Eichel, but McDavid is just all worldly. He's all godly. He's a he's a fucking Jedi for God's sakes. It's, it's insane <laughs> to watch. So yeah. Jedi. No, McDavid is the obvious answer. If Connor's if you don't take cap face. If you don't take Cap into consideration, it's McDavid. If you take yeah. Cap into consideration, Even if you McDavid for half half the price of McDavid is no. Nope. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, we're talking about building a team around a single player. So let's put it into fantasy perspective. You have the first pick. Who the hell do you Connor pick? McDavid. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like again, oh, like, it goes question. back to the Stephen like, A. Smith thing. Like the, the only thing you need to know about hockey is that the puck is black and that Connor McDavid is one of the best fucking players of this generation. That's all you need yeah. to know. Pick the guy. True. He's right there. Or you could pick Jack Quinn. <laughs> second and it all comes full circle. Funny enough, McDavid was the second best skater in our fantasy league this year. Only behind his partner, Leon Drysaddle, number one. Leon. Was number one in ours? Drysaddle was number one. Really? Yeah, I can see, yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah. Right right behind him was McDavid, and the top goalie was Varlamov. Varlamov, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys had good games. That Barry Trot system, man. Gotta love yes. that. He's the winningest coach in all of hockey. Give me yeah, that. Yeah, I have a pool. Dewey Crocs, if you're listening, I want to yeah. have a big heaping helping of chicken parmary for the rest of their playoff <laughs> oh, run. Dude, it's so boring to watch, though, man. It's definitely it is boring. Point, oh. But Look, okay. Anyone, anyone beating Boston is not boring. I don't care who you are. I, that's yeah. true, that's true. Anyone beating Boston Fox makes Taylor me happy. Yeah, nobody likes Boston. Boston. Fuck the rat face Brad Marchand. To that the is moon. something we can Go all away. agree on here. Yeah. But that is the okay. Game. One quick thing. So Barry Trotz, <laughs> when he was a free agent, won the cup in 2018 with Washington, and they weren't going to bring him back. Canucks decided to go with Willie Desjardins as their coach <laughs> instead. <laughs> so, I will so never good. forget that, man. I'll never forget that. Like, we were going to betting. <laughs> Well, the only, like, the only, the only worst move from that was, general. Yeah. Well, it, I, I'm still blown away that that Washington didn't uh, pony up. You know, like that. What well, a bad Washington move that was. Washington was so dumb not to. They, but they had their their coach in the wings, right? Like Todd Reardon was the guy they were trying to groom, and they were giving Trotz his last hurrah, and then he went to the cup. Uh, yeah. And that should have been enough to be like, okay, maybe our they should have got yeah. better hurrah? keep him. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. they decided to let him go. Yeah. Oh. Well, Lou Lamb right. with the clutch. Yeah. You know, clutch, sometimes clutch sometimes slide. I think the Jack Quinn pick was taken because they just assumed Marco Rossi would be gone, and they had already made the jersey for Quinn. So it's like <laughs> they thought he was already gone. <laughs> we already spent the money on the jersey. We can't yeah, just. That's a good point. That, that that's is like a, good a very point. Buffalo like, reason. Sometimes like, you got to dance with the girl that took you, right? You know, like you can't. The, the knockoff jerseys oh down the street God. that are made by the Pagulas. Yeah. Already uh, Quinn on it. The funny part about that story is that the knockoffs Quinn with a K. Night, the, the knockoffs they made on Nike. Those, those, those knockoffs. K, comma, if Quinn. Can, before I mean, now, now I have to bring up that picture. Those knockoffs they made off on 90s night, those were actually oh, made so by a by a Pagula-owned company called Ad Pro Sports here. So they, they got those jerseys from their own company out of desperation, and they still turned out like garbage. Hold on. Uh, I, I got to bring up that picture real quick if I can. Just give yeah, me we, guys. Can, we can keep the screen on Sean here. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm over your legs. We don't care about that anymore. Yeah, I need to need to pull mine out, I guess. Yeah. Get that chest out. Oh, Flex my it. God. Show us what's up. <laughs> yeah. If I can find if that I the can imaginary find lat syndrome. Ooh, you got that Casey Middlestat draft body. Ooh, you strong boy. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> Looking like a there was, there was a Patterson. There was a picture with Jitnik that was absolutely legendary at how bad these jerseys were, man. I gotta see if I can find it. It Hashik. H A S H E K K. Oh my god. <laughs> I C K at the end. Yeah. Like, oh, my <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It was it was super bad. It was super bad. Um, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, Briere, B R E A I R, Briere. What's the problem? Hold on. <laughs> they were they like, were air. Look, I'm just I'm just gonna keep shit posting in real life until you bring up this picture. So you better stop. You better bring up that picture, or I'm just not gonna yeah. stop. Yeah, do stop. shit, Nick. Next, yeah. <laughs> 
There's some there's some super bad ones, man. I don't I even know it. how to spell that in real life. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Hold on. I got it. I can't spell. I went to they public school. So Neither can the Pagoulas. It's okay. <laughs> they were so, so P-E-G-O-O-L-U-A. Pagoulas. That's what they signed on their own contracts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so technically, they're null and void because they're not really signed. Mm. So they can there just you leave. go. You could say goodbye to. That's how you get rid of Jeff Skinner, right there. That's how you void do the it. contract based off a typo. You see, yeah, you know, this is where this is where the contract went wrong. Hold on, I'm gonna bring it up right now. Give me one moment. This is very professional of me, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. See, this but, is why you need to have your graph. This is why we need another producer to get you your graphics. Yes, Cue we do. Up. We do have them. Have them queued up. You know, we're not we're not to that that point yet. Ty just had to be at a baseball game. With yeah. no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. <laughs> we love oh, you, Ty, yeah. if you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I, this, so how about this, this picture about, is how about the Mets? <laughs> this picture is worth the wait, guys. Just give me one second here, and I'll post it. Oh, there it is. Hold on, one second. This uh, these are the jerseys. Unbelievable. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble is not even straight, dude. No. Oh, wow. No, that's what that's. Look Why at that. Why is it angled that, up? I know. <laughs> That's what they tried. The collars are so wrong. It's so bad. <laughs> I actually, I actually have so a goat. Bad. I have a crappy goat head blank in my closet here. Whoa, look at, whoa, look whoa. at the A. Look at the A on Brad May's shoulder. How like, like, dude, it's a. like, 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 like it's going around his back. It's yeah. It's so <laughs> 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 like a shoulder patch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Never, that is I the worst not, jersey I've ever I seen. I did not life. notice until now <laughs> that Brad May is like literally on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> All right, so we, we've got we've got the we've got a real one. It's one of the Korean-made starter versions. It's a blank, but as you can see, the collar is much different. If we can bring oh this up, God. We got the, the we got the gray with the black and red stripe here. Hold on, hold on, we, we, hold on. we still got the graphic. So just to be clear to anyone watching, the jerseys you just saw were bad and wrong. This is what it's supposed to look like. The graph the goat head is centered. Well, you know what? To be fair, that still kind of looks like shit. The collar. No, that's a, no, we don't you dare speak about our jersey. You guys are fucking. You guys can't. You guys can't. That's weird. Why does it have a B instead of the A for assistant captain? Eventually, it's going to have Satan on the back. I can't wait. Oh, man. But uh, oh, my God. take note. That's good stuff back there, too. That is authentic. That's the yeah, real. Deal. That's one of my favorite jerseys of all time. Man. I still I cannot. I still I, cannot believe. I can't. I can't wait to take a train to Buffalo and wear that game at a home game and get kicked out of Quebec Center. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh they'll be like, "How dare you?" It's like, shop one Buffalo made it. I have the receipt. You can't kick me out. They told yeah. me I could do this. <laughs> they gave me permission. Remember the Jets said, are making it interesting. No, Kim they said it's cool. Four, she made four, it. Four, three. Four Remember three Montreal with one forty two to go. Wow. Mm. Remember, remember ten minutes ago when I said, "Hey, we're gonna wrap this up." We're gonna do a show in like four minutes. All right. With that being said, uh, I guess again, we'll everybody, leave. Thanks for 
Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, I want to do this again for sure, Sean, if you don't mind. This was a lot of fun. Uh, this oh, it was, was a blast. Absolutely. Uh, Steven, uh, uh, Pats, again, we should do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. Um, I had a blast. So that Thank being you. said, Latte. Yeah, go Sabres. Again, won the first overall pick in the draft lottery today, even though you had to lose to win. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> and uh, excited for what's to come. Uh, hopefully here, I know we're supposed to get some news on Jack Eichel soon and the injury update with his rehab. We'll see where what, what might that might oh lead to. And uh, Evans just died. Who just died? Jake Evans. Oh, that's oh, oh, oh. I was delayed. I just saw the hit. Holy fuck. He's Sorry dead. to cut you wow. off there, but oh my wow. God. Yeah, I don't know why it's just my face. We don't need to look at this. This is yeah. not. This, yeah. This is, a face only, this is a face that only a mother could love, and she's kind of indifferent about it, to be honest. I just, my, I, I was even further delayed, and I just saw it now. Wow. Yeah, Get off of them. Like, they're all kind of crowded around them. Like, move away from them. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see the replay right now myself. Oh, Shea Weber looks livid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Just buried. That was completely uncalled for. It. That was wild. What, that the Evans? Hit on right as he scored yeah. the empty netter, he just buried him. He scored the empty netter and then was just murdered right wow. after. Like, Shifley's wow. getting a game at minimum for that. Oh, like, that's, that's just that's so good. Because Shifley's so important to them. And why would you do wow. Was it oh, Shifley I still haven't seen the hit. I know, I know, we would get in trouble for bringing up the actual video of it, but yeah, damn. we would. So I any, any, anybody, anybody there, just if you're not watching, turn it off goddamn now. Yeah, that's uh, that's stretcher worthy. They bring it like that was, like that was the scariest hit since Tavares. Easy, like that was. Oh yeah, no, uh, he, you know why? He's no hesitation. No hesitation. Immediately he's, to the stretcher. That's. Oh, that's game misconduct time. handed out. So that's a he's getting minimum one game suspension right yeah. there. Oh, God yeah. damn, dude. Oh, okay, here's another replay here. I just saw it the, when it first happened. Oh, I haven't seen wow. a replay since. Yeah, uh, but I'm a little delayed. Wow. Just hang tight here. And and we're all hoping he's okay. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. How he lands is horrifying. Uh, Shay, oh like my. God, oh, he's got a tire. Oh. Honest to God, that is, like, yeah, that, that is a that's like Hall of Meat level bad. Holy shit! Ow, I, I hope he's okay, man. That's, that's I'll tell you this right now, man. If this series gets out of hand and Winnipeg is losing badly, and Shifley is he will have to answer for that 100%. If not, well, he's not gonna have to answer for that as soon as he comes yeah, back. Who, like, who if he comes back this series. Oh, 100%. Who's, he's going to have to answer for that. Who's going to fight that, him? Weber. Anybody. Literally. Well, Weber looks like he wants a piece. So. Weber oh, would pound yeah. the piss out of him. Oh, yeah. my or, God. Or Perry, if he's still there. Perry would do it. I mean, if it doesn't wow. happen at the end of this series, it's absolutely going to happen the first time they play each other next year. Like, they don't fucking forget about a hit like that. You know what, though? Listen, in ni- 1985, that's a good play, and nobody gives a shit. You remember, you yeah, remember but Wendell hockey's Hull? changed remember so much. I was born in '89, so Dallas? sorry. I, I, I wasn't even a I wasn't even a thought in my dad's pants at that oh, point. So I'm like sorry. Clark on Bruce <laughs> Bell. Guys, look it up on YouTube. Wendell Clark on Bruce Bell. 
I've oh, seen that. Wow. Oh yeah, that's a that's a nasty yeah, that one. Too. Just, Some of those old school hits yeah. are fucking some Charleston. Yeah, I know, it's it's my favorite it my, wasn't an issue, right? One of my favorite, two of my favorite Sabres hits all time were uh, Michael Pack on Alexi Yashin, um, absolutely murdered Yashin at the blue line, and then obviously <laughs> Brian Campbell on RJ Umberger, and there's that yeah. look on Umberger's oh, face yeah. after, like just. That day's look up at the sky, like, that's, yo, what just happened to me? That's one of the best RJ calls of uh, all time. And my goodness! <laughs> He's just been pummeled into the ground, Umberger! That's, that's, that's a hit that could end a career. Yeah, that's it is. And it's scary, but when RJ Evans calls it, have, it's, have it's a good playoff, too. Like, Evans, Evans, th- that could end his career. Evans has been really good for Montreal this playoffs too. Yeah, that's that's really tough loss. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. You know, and the thing was, Shifley was pissed. He's been pissed all night. The the camera has been on him all night, and he's been losing his shit. So that was just the boiling point right there. Yeah, he actually kind of reminded me, like watching him throughout this game and losing his shit has reminded me of of watching Matthews. And not that Matthews was bugging out as much as Sifley has tonight, but just the fact that of the frustration. Like, the frustration was all over Matthews' face, and, and Shifley couldn't turn it off this yeah. game. Like, if, if you were watching the game, you could see mm-hmm. Shifley fucking bugging out the whole game. And, yeah, yeah like, like it's like... Yeah, that's, I don't, that's just rough. Did he hit his... I, I don't think he hit his he head, hit though. Oh, yeah. His neck, like, twerked it, like, oh, twerked well, real bad. Because he, he extended out. Evans extended out to put the puck in. Yeah. He, so did, he was he vulnerable, him, like, right? First, but yeah. that was a huge charge. I'll tell you, like, I'll tell you right huge, now. Huge this charge. Being play, this huge. game's being played in Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, game is be, this game is being played in Montreal. There'll be people outside the Bell Center waiting for Shifley. Yeah. 100%. I don't doubt it. I'm I'm curious to see what does happen because like in in watching that replay he went clean through the chest. Yeah, but the thing is, but with a huge charge after the goal, skated from center ice to make that. Yeah, that dude came in way too much speed. Like you can't. It's like three or four steps, you know, max. You can't fucking take a run. He took like twenty. He took like twenty. Chasing him, right? So like he was chasing him, and and Evans went around the net, and he went around to cut him off. Um, but think about why they got rid of icings, right? Or like the icings the way they did for that right. exact hit, right? Yeah. Like, like, so he's coming down, full downhill, full head of steam. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's that's brutal, man. Like that's a that's a nasty hit. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now, man. It's it. <laughs> it's that's tough to watch, dude. That is tough to watch, and. It, 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 the only thing stopping Shaq from getting more than maybe two or three games is the fact that he doesn't have a history of it. Well, yeah, for one thing, that's his only saving grace. Yeah, and then and the, they might say you know point of contact wasn't the head either, but like I got to see the play again. I think it might. I think it was though. I think it was kind of all the whole front of him. Just oh, that the, the, but that uh, that arm comes here up comes into here, his head. Comes here. That arm yeah, comes up into his head. It's the kick. It's the yeah. Yeah, Man, I don't know. I don't like that hit at all. I I think that's just it's just chart, yeah. just the chart, just the chart. Yeah, alone. you know what? There is the elbow at the end there. I wonder the if anything happens here. I wonder if anything happens here in the last minute of the game. I don't know. Was Shifley not two, on the ice? Probably not. But I, I think I think a two game suspension would be warranted on this, even though he doesn't have a history. Like that's just I like, agree. like. 
It was negligent. Completely it's, negligent. It's, it's it's negligent and it's completely unnecessary. Like the the same kind of shit that like Ryan Reeves was doing, but like without being Ryan Reeves, it's like yeah. you don't need to make Ryan Suter eat the fucking crossbar. You don't need to press. You don't need to basically like try to gouge fucking. And Tom, it's like it, Tom Wilson shit too. It's just like yeah, it, it's not the Tom Wilson Does not do anything to augment the play. At no, completely avoidable shit that you're doing just because you're mad. And the puck was already in. Like and and he had clearly got around the net well ahead of time. Like, I don't know, man. That's yeah. that's not a good hit. Oh shit! That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't anyway, sorry I, I cut you off with that. No, I was just I was just <laughs> blown away by what yeah, I no, just that's... saw. <laughs> well, we should yeah, no, probably you gotta, uh, you, you up gotta stop it from uh, breaking news like that. That's important. That's yeah. That's you know I know we got to hop another podcast, guys, but. That was definitely that was tough to watch. That yeah. that was that was tough to watch. So, yeah, with that being said, uh, again, thanks guys for the third time for hopping <laughs> on with me. Uh, again, third time's the charm. Yeah, we yeah. got to do this again sometime soon. For sure. For thanks sure. guys. Everybody, thanks, this has yeah. been Two Goalies One Mike, episode sixty-three, brought to you by Manscaped.com. Code word TrainRack for twenty percent off plus free shipping for Cully, who unfortunately couldn't be here. Producer Steve. Passes D from the Hockey Dummies and Sean from Point Shot in Vancouver. Thanks for stopping by. We will talk to you next week. Let's go, Buffalo. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.